This is the John Oakley Show podcast. However, joining us now, another friend to the Oakley Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, Leo Samfiru, uh, when it comes to the money that the Prime Minister talked about, augmenting the CERB, the relief benefit, for those who are making less than 1000 a month. These are itinerant workers, volunteer firefighters, uh, might be people stocking shelves and that, students uh, who may not have gotten a job that they were anticipating over the summer, so uh, hoping to fill the gaps. Let's see what Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer at Samfiru Tamarkin LLP, has to say on these matters and more. Good afternoon, Lior. Hope you're staying safe. Uh, good afternoon, John. Great to be with you. So, Lior, uh, with this latest announcement of the CERB, uh, I guess addendum, is there anyone left who's not covered? Well, th- there is, and, and certainly there's. these are all welcome changes, but uh, there's, for example, those individuals who may have had a, a substantial pay cut and, you know, maybe are making instead of $5,000 a month, they're now making $1,500 a month. So there's still that gap. I understand the government has to draw a line somewhere, and they drew the line at that a thousand dollars individuals that are now uh, and expected to be working uh and, and they're not going to be covered except those that may have gone off ei in january the people that may have been on off ei before that or they were never on ei so there's still going to be quite a few people that cannot work now because of the virus and are still not captured but it certainly does a much much better job than the initial version of the CIB. You know, that's a curiosity, as you say. Uh, so prior, it was anybody making uh, more than five grand uh, on a monthly, or I guess it was annually, wasn't it? Five thousand. Now uh, it's a thousand dollars. So there, there is that gap. Why wouldn't they just fill the whole hole in and say uh, anybody who's uh, risked losing their jobs or has their job downgraded or so on and so? I mean, why didn't he do it that way? It seems like they're doing this incrementally. I think it's probably a, a cost issue. I think the cost, when we're talking about millions and millions of people affected, would be so substantial that at this point the, the government is, is not necessarily willing to go there. It's quite possible as this thing evolves that the, the category is going to be expanded as to who uh, who qualifies. But right now there's still going to be people that are not working right now or are working significantly reduced hours where their income is a fraction of what it was and they still do not qualify for this benefit. Uh, but as before, you've had to have the previous version, you had to have your income reduced completely to zero to nothing before the government would pay you this benefit. So I always suggested that that is an unfair and unreasonable requirement. And I'm glad that, that that's been changed at least somewhat now. All right. And so the CERB has basically subsumed or replaced EI, uh, at least temporarily. If somebody is on CERB, 2000 a month for four months, and they're offered a job uh, because somebody's gotten up and running again or whatever, a job presents itself, are they at risk of losing their CERB? It would disqualify them if that job pays them $1,000 or more a month. And, you know, the government has made it clear that their goal is to get people working. And the problem with the initial version of the benefit was it completely provided a disincentive the people from working, and I've had employers say, I want to get people back to work, but they say I can make more money on the CERB. So now at least it allows some income to be earned, but I still think you're going to have people saying that they're better off being on the CERB uh, because of uh, because of the fact that if they earn more than $1,000, they get nothing. 
Right. And so we can anticipate that there will be some folks who will be gaming the system. But uh, in these extraordinary circumstances, we don't sweat the details right now. Uh, We cover that off after the fact. How about folks, uh, you know, who are stressed and maybe want to dismiss employees? Uh, Have the rules changed or are they still in effect when it comes to dismissal, constructive, unjust or whatever? Those rules are still in play, and that's a, it's a terrific question because there's almost this misconception that because these are exceptional times, the laws, the rules don't apply. So when it comes to a termination of employment, an employer still has to pay the employee the same amount, the same notice or severance they would have had to pay in the usual situations, but it's even more than that. We've heard about temporary layoffs, and you know, so many people, millions of people have been temporarily laid off. Despite how commonplace it is right now, it does not change the fact that at law, a temporary layoff is considered to be a termination or at least gives the employee the right to treat that as a termination. So an employer may be in a difficult situation saying, I have no choice but to lay off these five employees. But by doing that, if the employees so choose, the employer may have to pay them their severance and termination entitlements. So that's something that employers do have to keep in mind, that the laws are still there And in some situations, it could create a a significant liability. Lior, you've just scratched the surface, whetted the appetite. But tonight, after 7 o'clock, the Employment Law Show takes place. You're going to be answering all kinds of questions about employment law. So we'll let you go and prepare for that. Uh, It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope you're staying well and healthy. I am. Thank you. Same to you. All the best. You got it. Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer with Samfiru Tamarkin, LLP, after 7 tonight at Global News Radio 640 Toronto.